morning, everyone. Thanks so much, worship team, for that song. This morning, I am here to talk about something a little bit different, because while we sing about the goodness of God, not everybody here is in a place where they're happy to sing about the goodness of God today. And so, can we come up here, because I actually might want to look at them myself. (laughs) Is that good? Thank you. Cool. Awesome. It's so great for you guys to fill out these um, as you came in this morning, um, because while we have these great things that bring us joy, we also have, on the other hand, these hard things where it's hard to find joy in. And so I um, today want to talk about this because it's something that I have actually struggled with in the past few months. And um, and I think it's important for us to sit and to sing and to be in the goodness of God. Um, And so let's just stop for a minute and I want to um, look at some of the things that bring you guys joy. We've got God's word in the Bible, eternity, food, Taylor Swift, um, fasting and prayer, family, my dogs, sunshine, holidays. Do you know I was really scared that somebody was going to write that they loved running marathons because I was like, that does not bring me joy. But I'm sure that there are people here that that brings joy to. And you know, kind of we're all different and God brings joy to us in different ways. Um, But that joy is still true and still something that we need to hold on to. Um, I was looking at verses in the Bible that bring us joy and there are some really good ones that we can go straight to. If we go to the first slide, um, Nehemiah 8.10 often comes to mind. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I mean, you know, I, I, I think this, this comes to mind all the time for me. And it reminds me to go back to him and to find my strength in him and not in what is in front of me. Um, Galatians 5, um, 22 um, and 23 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You know, joy is the second one in there. And um, joy is a fruit that shows when we are growing in God. Habakkuk 3 verses um, 17 to 18 tells us, though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vine, though olive crop fails and the fields produce no fruit, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Saviour. This is a great verse to think about when things are failing around you still, to turn to God and to find um, what is good in Him, to rejoice in Him in all all parts of your life. The verse that drew my attention this week was 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 to 18, which says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, rejoice always. Sorry, I forgot to say rejoice always at the beginning there. Um, For this is God's will for you. Now, when I I started looking, I looked around to this verse, and you know, it's in the book of Thessalonians, and Paul was writing to this church because um, he had a deep love and concern for the believers there, and he wanted to, he had a desire to see them to continue to grow in disciples. In this book, he encourages them to grow in their faith, to strive for holiness and purity, and to stand firm against persecution. In the verses before this verse here, he um, encourages the people to warn against those who are idle and disruptive, to encourage the disheartened, to help the weak, to be patient with everyone, 
making sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong and always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. That sounds like some people who are struggling right there. It doesn't sound like they're having a great time and it's probably hard to find joy in those circumstances. The disheartened, the weak, the impatient, the idle, the destructive, and those looking for payback. But Paul encourages them, rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. I actually found this image when I was doing a bit of research this week, and it spoke to me. You know, I looked at the boat there, and um, any of you boat owners out there, is, is this a um, picture that would bring you joy as a boat owner? It looks like he's stuck in the mud. It definitely looks like his boat could use a little TLC, and I don't think I would want to go out to sea in that, if I'm honest. It actually reminds me of a story from my summer where I was at the beach holidaying, and I was enjoying a nice little game with my family in the caravan, and somebody came and goes, oh my goodness, did you see the boat sinking? And we went out, and we saw, sure enough, um, the beach owner, his boat was sinking. Um, we hadn't noticed this was a new boat, um, and um, the owner was used to a twin hull. So it sits firm on the sand. You know, it's not on one side. If you've got a single hull, it can sit one side or the other. And um, that day was a bit windy, and the, the waves were a bit choppy. And as the tide came in, the boat was on its side, and it went in over the bow, over the bow or the stern, the back end of the boat. You know, the bit that dips down where you climb in. I'm really technical with this boating terms. <laughs> But, you know, the, the water had come in over there and had just started to fill the boat as the tide had come in. And people on the shore hadn't noticed because the water had just gone in and um, they'd gone about the way. But, but as the tide came in, when the tide became full, you could see that the boat wasn't sitting right in the water. And people on the, on the shore noticed and they went out and they started bailing out these big big buckets of water. And um, they managed to get the boat to float and they brought it into the shore <laughs> got it on the trailer and out to dry up. You know, it was full up past the foam squabs on the seats. It had been completely covered in water. And do you think that was a situation that brought joy for the boat owners? This was a new boat. I struggled to find the joy in it myself, except that it was really funny watching them bail the water. But um, there are seasons and situations in our life that come along that seemed like we're bailing water from a sinking boat. And not everything brings us joy. And on this um, board here, you guys have written some of the things that you struggle to find joy in. It says, when the enemy tells me lies with sickness and COVID, cleaning the house, I'm in there with you. Um, the passing of a friend, hard letting go of the past. You, being a single new Christian, the loneliness of that. You know, these are hard things to find joy in. And you know, I want to thank everybody who wrote something down on that board for their vulnerability today to share those things because it can be really hard to choose joy in all circumstances. And yet, First Thessalonians tell us, tells us, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. As we start the new year, we often have great expectations for what is to come. I know in reading Sandra's introduction in the little newsletter this week, I was excited for her and what is to come and what she is experiencing. 
But chances are that there are people here in this building today who are finding situations hard. And that as this year progresses, there will be other situations that come up that will be hard. Um, these situations bring hurt and sadness and grief and struggle. And so I want to sit a little bit with that this morning. I want to say, if you're struggling to find joy right now, you're not alone. I myself have struggled to find joy at the beginning of this year, um, which I came prepared for because I brought tissues. Um, are they, which pocket are they in? <laughs> um, three of my friends from my community in India have passed away in the last six weeks. And that's been really, really hard. And it makes no sense to me because two of those friends were children. And I'm sitting in this grief. It's sad and it's hard. Um, and I don't want to diminish those things or tell you that I'm not feeling them because I am. I've cried many tears. They're a, they are a good and natural part of the process. But I have to choose joy in this situation also. I have to choose to find my joy in Jesus Christ. I choose him. He is the one who brings joy, not my earthly circumstances. I choose to find joy and hope in Christ and yet also find joy in the fact that the mother of one of the children who passed away is holding on to God's word as well. She's holding on to promises that are made to her in the Bible and she quotes them to people because she knows that she is finding her joy and her hope in him right now because her earthly situations are incredibly hard, worse than I could ever imagine. It's not always easy to find joy when we're looking at the circumstances in front of us. Sometimes we are faced with hard things. Choosing joy is not always easy. I'd like to share a quote that was shared with the staff team recently, and it's really helped me. Um, I just want to say thanks, Valerie, um, because it sums up what we're talking about today. It's from Life Again in Charles Swindell's book. And he says, Joy is a choice. It's a matter of attitude that stems from one's confidence in God, that he is at work, that he is in full control, that he is in the midst of whatever happened, has happened, is happening, and will happen. Whether we... Either we fix our minds on that and determine to laugh again, or we wail and whine our way through life, complaining that we never get a fair shake. We are the ones who consciously determine the way in which we will go. To paraphrase the poet, one ship sails east, one ship sails west. Regardless of how the wind blows, it is the set of the sails and not the gale that determines the way in which we go. Laughing one's way through life depends on nothing external. Regardless of how the winds of adversity blow, we set our sails towards joy. Our confidence lies in God, not in our circumstances. Philippians 1.6 says, For I am confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Do you know, I love the way Charles put that quote together. We choose love to love and follow Jesus. And we choose to find the joy in our circumstances. It doesn't change our circumstances, but it does change our outlook. We can choose to find the joy or we can choose to find the sadness. 
we choose to hold on to God and we put our confidence in him, he will be there. He will be our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. We know these things, but sometimes we need reminding. There are many challenging circumstances that you may face this year. I've got some suggestions. You know, you may struggle to find friends at school. You might lose your job. You might get sick. You might struggle to get along with your new teacher. I've been the new teacher who struggled to get along with the students, so I feel your pain because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard. Um, you might, like me, face losing people who are important to you. None of these situations are happy ones. They all seem quite hard to me, but there can be joy in these circumstances. To discover how to find joy, we need to look at the Bible. And there are many suggestions, but I'm going to stick to 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 to 18, because that has been the, voice, the verse that has spoken to me. We can choose to rejoice always. I think the printout that I've given the kids um, this morning says, always be joyful in this place. You know, I love a good worship song with windows down and I really appreciated um, the worship team um, song, The Goodness of God, because um, I really do feel like that is something that I have to choose to sing. Um, and I do believe that God has been faithful in every circumstance, whether they've been great or not so great. But am I good at only worshipping God when it's a sunshine day? Maybe. Sometimes I have to press into God in those hard times on the rainy day. Somebody said up here, a rainy day they struggle to find joy in. I mean, every situation. But God asks us to press into him irregardless, to rejoice always. Over the last few weeks, I've had to choose this. I've had to choose to put on worship songs when I'd much rather just sing along to whatever's on the radio. I've had to choose to sing to God rather than along with what's happening in the world. When we've felt... When things have felt tough, when the distance and sadness overwhelm me, I've had to choose joy to press into God and to praise him in this season. In pressing into God, I have found joy and strength in him. The next thing God tells us, we're told in this verse is pray continually. This is something I'm really good at in hard times and not so good at in good times. And so I want to encourage you that praying in, in every circumstance is really good. Our relationship with Jesus is our most important thing. We're not, if we're not connected to him, how can we tap into his love, grace, hope, and joy? We need to keep our relationship with our heavenly father strong in good times and bad. And if we can't find the words, this is when we need to gather around and support each other. You know, the importance of my life group in sending out messages and saying, hey, God, guys, I just need you to pray for me right now. We've got a code in our group that we just say, um, please pray now. And we don't have to say what it is. We just pray for that person right now because, um, you know, sometimes we just need other people to intercede on our behalf and to pray for us. So if you don't have someone like that, that you can tap into and ask to pray for you today, I encourage you to find them, to join a life group, to find Christians around you that you can support and actually have that line in when things get tough 
just to send a note message and say, please pray now, because sometimes someone else interceding on you is just as good as you doing it yourself. Even better, I found. Um, and it has been such a blessing. When I found out, I just actually looked at my notes and realised what I was supposed to say there. But um, <laughs> when I um, found out that the, the third person who passed away, the second little girl, um, was um, unwell and sick in hospital, I was blessed to be staying at a campground with other people from this church who immediately prayed with me. And, you know, um, really just walked the journey with me, checked in with me, and um, checked in with the, on how the girl was going and how the family was doing. And that was such a blessing to have people immediately there as well to be able to pray um, with me at that time. And the third thing that I wanted to draw out of this verse today is to give thanks in all circumstances. It's hard to be thankful when things in, uh, ahead of us are hard. Are strong, oh, are hard. I can get very negative, and I know that's not what God asks of us. He wants to give, He wants us to give all thanks, thanks in all circumstances, even when things are bleak. You know, I told that story about the boat. <laughs> At the beginning, um, my friend's boat that flooded. Um, when I was standing on the shore and talking to one of the owners, she um, wasn't in the water helping um, because um, there was not much she could do there. But I said to her, oh, this sucks. And she goes, yeah, I heard the boat was sinking and I thought I'd better come down because she actually because she lives on the farm um, and have a look. And she said, I thank God that my son was here and that he saw the problem and that everybody stepped in to help. She didn't know the damage yet, but she was grateful in that moment for the people who had noticed the problem and stepped in to help. There is always something small to give thanks for. Um, this morning, um, when I heard Penny was sick, I was like, oh no, that's one less person to help me this morning. Um, but um, the thing that I could give thanks for was that I'd already prepared the message. I didn't actually have to come and do a message this morning as well. Um, so yeah, I just um, thank God for that. So if we practice 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 to 18, we will rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances that we find ourselves in. Before the worship team comes up, I'd just like to take a moment to pray for these hard situations here. I hope, um, I know that not all of the hard things that you're facing are written on this board. And I pray that if you are facing a tough situation this morning, before you leave this church, you'll find somebody to come and pray with you today. Um, the leadership, myself, other people are around here to pray for you. So please don't. But let's just pray for these situations. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are, for your love and grace and mercy. We lift up everyone here this morning who is struggling to find joy in challenging situations. We pray that they will feel your presence in this situation. We ask you to give them strength for what lies ahead and for all that they are facing. For those laden with tears, we hope you'll wipe them away and point them to the good around them. May they find their strength in you. I pay for the people right here to, right to support them their family, their friends, life group, to the doctors and nurses and other professionals that can help as well. I pray that they will find a way 
to choose joy in this situation. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.